We had such a wonderful time up uh, in Boise, but I, I will tell you this. There was anointing going on there that um, Gary mentioned it this morning. There was so much that was going on spiritually in the Lord. Um, yeah, it was great for all of us to be there together with our wives and so forth. But you know what the purpose was? It was a meeting of God, uh, the timing of prophecy for healing to take place and for some great things to be spoken and said. Um, and I just believe that God, it was a divine appointment. That's how I put it. And uh, it's been coming for a while, last couple of years. But now it came to fruition. And from now on, when we go, we'll always be taking our wives. But so many barriers were broken down. So much healing was done. And we needed that specific time for all of those things that come to pass. So it, it was just great. But I can't speak for all the women that it touched. But uh, I'll let my wife tell you what it touched in her and what sort of things went off there. So we'll give you the hands of Claudette. guys know better than that. It's going to make me cry. <laughs> but I do thank God. I thank God. I'm here right now. And some time ago, this was years ago, something dropped away from me. I think it was because of all the things that I've been through and how I didn't equate it to God. And one thing was, you guys see me here all the time with my husband, all the time. But it still wasn't the connection that God wanted me to have with him. And now I think I have that connection. I can stay right here beside him and be okay and know that God is dealing with the both of us. And we're going to come out, even though his ministry is different from mine, but it's all the self-same spirit that's doing the work. It's nothing that I'm doing. Um, it's, it's nothing greater than him. It's all God. God is the one that sits on the throne. God is the one that's going to make the move. God is the one that's going to change. And I heard Rick say this morning that the word of God, they're seeds. And you want them to go into the right womb because there is a wrong womb. You want Christ to come forth. And you know how sometimes uh, in the natural women will go through in vitro and sometimes they have a lot of eggs that got fertilized and they don't want all those eggs to come forth they have to take some away but with God all those seeds that go into that womb he wants them to come forth into a Christ through that word and that, that picture was so stuck in my head this morning when he said it and, and I finally put something together that God is real God is moving, and the seeds that God has planted in all of us, if we will listen and hear and do, they will come forth. Just like they'll come forth in me, they'll come forth in everybody in this room that has heard the word. But the important part is going into the right womb. And uh, the other thing, too, is there were so many firsts when we were up there. I call it Walton's Mountain in Boise, that the first time the women ever met with the husbands uh, together, the first time that... We had our own Bible study, and it was good. And you never know how many people can identify with you and what you've gone through. And every last one of those women had the same exact process. 
the same exact process, some worse than others and some less. But I got to know all of those women a lot more, a lot better to see clearer to who they are and what they've been through and how God is delivering them and how God is delivering me. And one of the things we're going to do after this whole thing is that uh, we will start having a Bible study every month on WebEx or whatever you want to call it. But God is good and he's changing things and that's why I played that song because he is changing things in me and you. So I, I, I don't think I'll be up here long, but there's some things I need to say. Um, it, it was a powerful, me. it was an appointment with God. It really was. Uh, so much healing. And uh, you saw the difference in Annie. You saw the difference in, in uh, Michelle even. There's some things that Michelle said. Oh, my God. You hardly ever hear her say anything. But the, the way it was up there, there was a freedom of the spirit. And, uh, and uh, like I said, it, it had already been put forth that the women were going to be with us this time, all of them. And that's from now on. That's from now on. When we have these pastors' conferences, they are going to be there. There's such a contribution that needs to be stated about the woman that's with the man in ministry. It's very important. I don't care whether it's the deacon's wife or the elder's wife, whatever. The woman that's there with the man, you are part of that ministry. Now, we have people here that maybe not married or maybe don't have that, that same relationship. Guess what? Guess who your covering is? So we're your covering, you know. So this is the thing that, that works. Um, it's who God places in the position of doing that. And uh, so there's so many powerful things that, like I said, we, we don't have time to go over all of them. It'll come out in time. Uh, when we have the women's meeting, we're going to tell you some things, some very specific things. Uh, Claudette will be there with me. There's some things that she can, by that time, she'll be able to bring forth uh, to say about how certain things happen. I'm going to be there. There's some very specific things I need to tell you, women. This is a, one of the most, how can I put it? It's going to be one of the most important meetings for the women of our church uh, to be here. So I want every woman to be there. You know, whatever it is you have to do to get there, uh, I want you to be there because there's some things we're going to say. Just to touch a little bit on this, think about this. I think it's the 21st chapter. Gary mentioned it this morning um, about how there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, right? And that, that, that new city, Jerusalem, comes down out of heaven like a bride adorned for her husband, right? And so, but then it goes on to describe what sort of things are happening in the city. And, and what happens is there's no temple in the city anymore. You know, before there was a tabernacle, a temple there. But now Jesus has come to the fruition, in other words, the fullness of the ministry of it. And he becomes the light in the city. But there's 12 foundations. Who are who? Who are the 12 foundations? The apostles. What are the gates? Yeah, they are. They're like the elders, and they also represent the 12 tribes of Israel. 12 gates, you know, gates of pearl and all of it. It just tells you all those things. That city is built a certain, a certain way, right? So now it will need no artificial sun or light anymore because guess who the light's going to be? It's going to be Jesus. And where the temple used to sit in that city, 
That remember the city came down as a bride adorned for her husband. Is that a woman? Is that a woman? Yeah. That's a woman. There's a big marriage supper of the lamb when Christ marries the church. You know, and when she comes down like a bride adorned for her husband, but then there's no tabernacle or temple in that city now anymore. But guess what? Because Jesus is going to be there. He's the one. Go back and read it in the 21st chapter. It also says something, new heaven and new earth, and then here's something else that's important. There will be no more sea. There won't be a sea anymore. Somebody tell me why. Why won't there be any sea? Everything's changed, but we don't need those waters anymore. We've all come out of them. The new heaven and new earth and no more sea. No more of those waters that you have to worry about. We've overcome. We're at the place where we need to be. You understand that? And that city is going to be adorned so beautifully. And that's all going to be part of us. It's an amazing thing. And the woman is preeminent there because she is that city. And Christ takes up his abode there and nothing but light. You don't need a temple anymore because he's going to be there. He'll be the light in the center of the city. It's very powerful. Go read that because that pertains to you women. You are the city. It's an amazing thing. Are you the tree of life? Think about it. She is a tree of life, it says in Proverbs. Well, wait a minute. Isn't Jesus a tree of life? Oh, wait a minute. So something must be happening here. Are they one? Ah, one. That's what I keep telling you. You don't realize the greatness of what God's doing through you being women. You should never deny being a woman because you're the only ones that can be reproduced. You're the only ones that are going to fulfill the things of God. Claudette talked about this morning, the only one to receive the seed, the only one to reproduce the things of God, the word of God, the Christ of God, the son of God. That is you. The manifestation here in this earth is telling you exactly the same story. Only it's physical here, huh? But what about the spiritual? What about the spiritual? We'll learn a lot about what the woman is when we start talking a little bit. And we'll answer your questions. If you have questions about certain things, we'll talk to you and answer your questions concerning. And people say, I don't know my place. I don't know this. I don't know that. You'll know a lot more by the time we're done. You know, and if God says so, I mean, I'm just saying, hey, we may meet for an hour, hour and a half. But what if God said, no, I want this to go on for a while. And, and you got your questions and the anointing of God comes. You know what I expect now? I expect the anointing of God to work all the time. I just expect it to do that. First uh, John 2.27, huh? Does that anointing abide with you? Yes. yes, it does. That's what it says. And God's not a liar. So that will abide with you. Some of us need to understand that that anointing is there. We need it stirred in us. And we're going to start doing that with our women, too. So you have to think about this. I cover her. She's co-partner with me in this thing. You know, this is very important. And I'm her covering for her. And you're the covering for your wife. You know, that's the way, because for the offices that are in the church. But every husband, you're the covering. If you're supposed to be a man of God, act like a man of God. That's, that's a very important thing. Support the church. Do the things that are necessary. Now, here's one thing I do want to say. We need another fervency. No, not another. The same fervency. We need to enter into the fervency of the Lord. We need to be diligent about the things that God is asking us to do. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to pray 
in your mind, I'm not going to do it right here. I want you to pray in your mind and prepare yourselves first that you want to do more for the church. And I'm not talking about this physical body. What's the church? It'll come into this. Definitely. Anything you can do for God, anything, put your heart in it. Do it with all your might. And people say, well, women say, what, what can we do? You're going to find out some things you're going to be doing. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be cool. And it's going to be spiritual things. Things that only you can do between you and God. And we're just going to bring all of this into a forefront to a one. We're going to work together as one. All of us are. And God is just going to bless the church because of that. And uh, I know, um, I think Ernest mentioned it. We had a great time with Steve and his family yesterday, too. It was very awesome. Um, we, we want to continue to do that. You know, prayers are being answered, guys. You know, uh, you know what we want? We have so much impatience that when we pray, we want to see things done. Like, you know, want to be over with. It's done, whatever. But do you know that that progression through those things builds your faith? Doesn't it say tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope? How do you think that works? You think it's instantaneous all the time? It can be, but that's not usually how it works because you have to learn something. You have to experience something. Once you experience it, you'll never forget it. Then it becomes part of you. It's part of you then. You walk with it every day. Very powerful thing. So we're going to teach you about the woman. There's some things I want to tell you concerning that. And uh, they're very important things. Uh, the Lord, before I even went up to the mountain, um, had been dealing with me. And every question that I had, God answered every one, every one of them. And one of them was really big. I, I said, Lord, how, how come we're not with the men? How come we're not together? And I was telling Rick, I asked him the same question. He said it had to be God's timing. And when he said that, it just took a weight off of me because I forgot that there's a such thing called God's timing. And if any time in God's timing to come to pass, someone take a thought and leaven the whole lump, and I'm stuck on that leaven, leaven that whole lump, it would not come to pass. And then three days before I went to Boise, I came up out of my sleep and the Lord spoke to me. He said, seek him diligently and I was going back to lay down this is comical because normally I, I don't get up and write something down when I should because I'll forget it and so I laid down and I said I call myself Gene I said Gene get your butt up and go and write that down before you forget it and I did I wrote it down and it's still wrote here now but it's on paper also but Again, God will answer the prayer. God will talk to you, but you have to be ready to hear what he's going to say. And sometimes it may cut you, but it's for your good. It's not for your evil. Satan means it for evil, but God means it for good. So bear that in mind. When something hits you hard because it's a truth, God loves you, and he wants you to change. God is changing things all over the place here now. And here, Claudette says something very important. Uh, um, I, uh, I was thinking about, remember when um, 
Jeff was removed? Well, Rick had been told by the Lord five years before when he was going to remove him. So some people came up to Rick afterwards and said, well, then if you knew it, how come you didn't remove him five years ago? How come you didn't do this? How come you did that? Rick looked at them and said, number one, I'm going to listen to God and not you. Number two, it has to be the timing of God because it could have split the church 20 different ways. So even though he knew that by prophecy ahead of time, the timing is what's important. When, when they say they put you in prophecy, that's the timing for you to start letting that manifest in you. And they're helping you. It's already been prophesied. Now we're putting you into it for the experience. Now you're going to do the do, do the job. You see how that works? The timing is important, so important, so important, so important. We got to do it in God's time and not ours. And we get so impatient, we just rush out and try to do it. Well, then it's our work, isn't it? Then it fails. You know, it just fails. But what if it's the timing of God? There was a certain time Jesus had to come. There was a certain time that he had to leave. There was a certain time for the Holy Ghost to come. There was a certain time for the book of Acts to perform the works of the Holy Ghost. Certain time, certain times. A certain time for Paul to come on the scene. Out of due season, it said, doesn't it say that? Why wasn't he with the other one? It wasn't the time. It had to be the timing of God for that to work. He prophesied everything. Do you think he's going to go outside of what he's already ordained in order to do something just because you want it quicker? <laughs> that ain't going to work. God's going to do the time. So what should we do in the meantime? Should we hold on to faith and hold on to what God has given us through the word and wait for that time that God progresses us to that thing? And when he does it, uh, he'll tell you something about this. It'll be the fullness of time and you will receive that thing. Remember, she said she had a bunch of questions. God answered them. It was the timing. Why didn't we do that two years ago? It wasn't the time. This was the time. See, this is how, how it works. I don't question God anymore about timing. I say, Lord, it's your will. When you do it, you do it. You'll perform it. But what do I have to do in the meantime? Be faithful. Trust God. Be obedient. Man, I was reading about obedience last night. If we aren't obedient to God, how many times has the Spirit touched you and moved you to do something and you say, ah, I'll do it later. I'll do it another time, whatever. How many times has that happened? Or, I, I, yeah, yeah, this, well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. What if I told you every time you put God off like that, you're missing a resurrection he's trying to give you? Every time. Do it. Do it. God's trying to put some timing in you. And by his mercy, he'll may let it come around again. <laughs> That's the thing that does it. His mercy lets it come around again. Because he could cut you off. He said, I've already spoken to you. It, it reminds me, I'm almost done. It reminds me of Barak in Judges. The Lord had already spoken. He said, raise up the armies of Israel and go defeat the enemy. He didn't move. Didn't do a thing. So the Lord said, okay, I'm going to go to a woman. Ah, this one I know will move because she's a prophetess. She's a judge. And he went to Deborah and told her all the stuff that he had told Barak to do. She went to him and said, how come you're not doing what the Lord told you to do? <laughs> how come? Go read the story. How come you're not doing what God told you to do? He told her, he said, you come with me, I'll do it. 
She went with him. The, the wife and mother, you know, the children and all that stuff, had to leave home because that man wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. Went with Barak. They whipped the enemy left and right. And then she went back home and started doing her duties again. That's Deborah, the bee. Her name means bee, you know, like a honeybee. Very industrious, very strong. But there's a sting to it, too, isn't it? <laughs> Deborah was something else. One of the best judges Israel ever had was Deborah the bee. And he didn't do it until, and God told me, he said, all right, so now since you didn't do what I told you, guess who all the glory goes to? A woman. You may be the general of the army, but she did my will. So who all the glory go to? Who's the judge over Israel? Deborah. <laughs> Powerful stuff, guys. Go read it. You'll see that I'm telling you the truth. This is the time. So now has God opened a gate? Should you walk through? He's opened the door. Should you walk through? But you, you want to walk through with some preparation, don't you? That's why we want to talk to you. We want to answer questions, talk to you, whatever. So I'd like Claudette to kind of get uh, um, a thing about what day you guys want to meet for the women that are here. Tell Claudette what day you'd rather meet, that Saturday or that, that Sunday. And the ones that aren't here, uh, those that can contact them, Patty and um, uh, Kiko, find out which date is best for them too. But tell Claudette. And then we'll get them all together and we'll meet. And um, I believe God's going to bless us when we meet. You'll learn some things maybe you didn't know before. But it's going to be a blessing for you. So the woman, okay, I already told you, she turned out to be that city and no temple or anything. The whole deal, God becomes the light of it. Jesus does. But she's his bride, though, huh? As he's in the midst of that city, isn't he? That's a woman. I'll give you one other one. Sometimes there's, there's a woman that doesn't do right. Guess who that was? It was Israel. What did God say about Israel? He said, I'm married to you. Didn't he say that? He said, but... You're messed up. You're not a good wife. You backslide like a backsliding heifer, is what he called him. That's a woman. Now God's showing you the bad side. He can show you the good side, like the one that comes out of heaven. See how it works? So it's all the one. You need to learn about the woman, good and evil, so that you don't enter into the evil of it and stay in the good. Does that make sense? All that is the woman, learning about the woman. It's very cool. Very cool. You may not have thought about Israel being a woman. He also called it a son, though, didn't he? Wow. So are the five aspects working through Israel? There's a son. There's a wife. Weren't they all brothers? Weren't all the Israelites brothers? Brethren? Friends? Oh, wait a minute. So the fivefold is working in the midst. Israel represented every one of them. And it was a good Anna, evil. It's all part of it, guys. We'll learn these things. We'll learn them. Anybody have any questions for me? We're talking about the woman today. You guys have a special place in the sight of God. Always have been, but now the timing's here. Now what you're going to do, now you can walk in it because you're going to know what to do. If you're obedient and not try to go by your own thought, back off of what I tell you. Well, I think it ought to be this way. We don't care what you think it's got to be. We're going to tell you what God, thus saith the Lord, and then see if you can enter into it. Okay? Just be obedient, trust, believe God, have faith. It's going to turn out good for you.
All right? All right, no questions or anything, I'm done. All I'm going to say is the woman.